to a new RFM. We're talking travel. And uh, today, Barry Warwick, we've um, got some tips to make travelling more enjoyable. This is actually a really, really good idea, I think. Well, I, I thought that it was about time. And some of the things I've covered before, but I thought it's time to reiterate them. Um, it never hurts to be reminded of something that is going to actually make things a lot better for you. Particularly uh, reducing the stress on, on travelling. So. Yeah, travelling does have a bit of stress involved with it. Uh, it can have. And uh, look, one of, the, one of the things before you go that can cause a lot of stress is if you've given the incorrect name. Now, everyone thinks, oh, I know my name, but uh, there are quite a few examples out there of where people have actually thought that their name was spelt one way and it's spelt a different way or um, that they may have had a name that they thought they had or they've always used their second name rather than the first name and it just slips their mind and while we always ensure that people give us their name as per passport um, there are some circumstances where um, we're given the wrong name. So passport is the benchmark. You must have the name that is on your passport. Exactly. And particularly for international travel, and it can lead to you being denied boarding um, if you have the wrong name. If your name doesn't match your ticket exactly, uh, the airline is well within its rights to, to deny your boarding. And you would think that changing a name on a ticket is something that is extremely easy. And in actual fact, it's the reverse. We had an incident um, just recently, and for a week, for a week, we were just trying to um, get the airlines to change the name. There were three airlines on the one ticket. Uh, two of them were uh, we we were able to get the same class because you've got to rebook the ticket, and as as we all know, airfares go up as the availability reduces um, and this was just one of those cases where one of the airlines would not change the class to match the original ticket until the the last hour and it causes us a lot of stress it can be expensive because the airline is within its right to well they charge a fee anyway but they could charge a whole new ticket price, which could be substantially different to the, the original price of that ticket. So not getting your name right really can have some financial consequences as Has well. Financial consequences, mm. stressful consequences. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things. So uh, we always ask to see the passport, but, you know, there are circumstances where you do need to make reservations and you, you're not in possession of a passport at that particular stage. Yes, and so you do need to be aware of what your passport name is. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good tip to start with. Um, now, visas are another thing. So, you know, quite often you'll have an um, electronic visa waiver for the US, for example, and you get a new passport and you think, oh, yeah, my old US visa was valid for two years, I'm okay. But that's not the case. As soon as your passport changes, you need to get a new um, a new visa because you so, have a new number. So I suppose they have a new number. It's related to that particular passport. So yeah, that's yeah. that's really important. Mm. Um, and also, different countries have different regulations. So it's again, it's important to just double check 
where you're going to and where your where that visa applies. For example, Canada, you if you fly into Canada, you need the electronic visa waiver. If you go in by ship or across the border, you don't need it. And it's just one of those idiosyncrasies that you think, well, I should have a visa waiver whether I'm going across the border or flying. You know, it does, it shouldn't make any difference. Um, China's an interesting one as well because if you're going on to a third country, so you go Sydney, Shanghai, Shanghai, on to Amsterdam, for example, you can actually stop visa-free in Shanghai for a certain number of days. Now, each city makes their rules on how long that is. So Shanghai might be five days, whereas um, some of the other entry points into China might only be three days or two days or may require a normal visa. So again, it's always a wise idea to just check with a travel professional uh, as to what the requirements are there. And thinking about visas, sometimes Australians don't need a visa if they're staying less than, say, 90 days or 60 days or, or something of the sort. So everything is different, isn't it? It, it is different. I mean, technically in Europe, uh, when you enter the European Union, because it's the one border entry, you can stop 90 days without a visa. But over that, then... The requirements are different. You then have to either register or, or get special permission to stop that extra. And that applies to Ireland, France, any of those that are in that common market. Um, at the moment. At the moment, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so always check. Yes. Al- always check. To a new RFM's Talking Travel. And Barry Warwick today is helping make our trips a little bit easier by just paying attention to, well, I suppose a lot of things to do with passports, things yeah. making sure you get the details of certain things right. That's right, Jane. And even if you've got a passport, I know most of us do look after our passports, but sometimes the passport does get a little bit ratty. Just make sure that your passport the uh, information page is in good condition because, again, you can be denied boarding if that is damaged in any way. And there's a a little... um, strip in the centre of the passport, which also can't be damaged. So That's the electronic thing, isn't it? The electronic thing that helps identify you and everything. So, um, again, something that's really important, particularly these days with the the self-image reading at the the airport or or self-customs. Yes, getting Uh, yourself through. And it's still, it's also a good idea just to take either on your phone or uh, photocopies of passports and documents, your, your, any of your visa letters as well, so that you have those if you need them. A double up, so to speak. A double up. Mm. Yeah. Insurance is also another thing that is really quite important. And there was a survey done recently of people that hadn't taken insurance and it was because about 20% of them just purely forgot to get their insurance. And yet it's one of the most important things that you can have for your trip. 
And uh, sometimes you need to just make sure that the insurance covers your needs too, don't you? A lot of fine print to read. There yeah. is a lot of fine print. And I know we have the tendency to think, oh, that'll be right, that'll cover. But that's not always the case. So, uh, Not all insurance policies cover the same things. Yeah. No, each, yeah. each one is, is different. And, for example, I know a company that has two, uh, two separate policies under their, their uh, or in separate named policies under their banner, one of them will only cover motorbikes up to 250cc's and the other one will cover any motorbike. So again, it's a specialised thing, but just anything that's a little bit or that stands out for you that's a bit different should be, should be double-checked. Um, other things that you should do is just to make that... Uh, travel experience a little uh, bit st- more stress-free is you've got to be flexible because sometimes things just don't go the way that they were supposed to you know your plane may be delayed which may cause problems the other end uh, you've just got to be aware that these things can happen and try not to stress out and work out what will happen if something like that does happen. So following that on, if you are on one airline um, doing two legs of a journey, if the first one is late, is that then their responsibility to make sure you get your second leg of your journey? That's an excellent question, Jane, because it depends on how your tickets were actually issued. So um, for argument's sake, if you were going from Sydney through to Los Angeles through to... Chicago, for example, if all of those flights were on the one ticket, it means that if you were delayed in Sydney, then the airline has the responsibility to look after you to get you to your destination in Chicago. However, if you've booked the ticket Sydney, Los Angeles, and then you've given yourself three or four hours and think, well, that's plenty of time, and then booked a separate ticket within the United States, you'll find that the airline, if you miss that second flight, you may be up for a whole new ticket. It will depend exactly how sympathetic the person is on the desk because there is then no responsibility for that airline to actually carry you because you didn't, their flight operated normally. So um, it's just not their responsibility. So it's good to have the everything on the one ticket or perhaps have a, a little bit more of a buffer between it when you've bought separate tickets. Another thing is that when you have an international ticket from Sydney, your luggage is included on any subsequent flights that are on that ticket. But as soon as you buy a separate ticket, particularly in the States, you then have to pay for baggage, which is an additional cost. Mm, that's worth knowing. So. Mm. Yeah. Look, some other things that you should always do is carry medication and electronics. Always carry them in your carry-on baggage. Mm -hmm. You also need to check your carry-on baggage allowance with that airline because a lot of airlines have a strict limit of 7 kilos, some have 10, and there's even one airline that you can take 20 kilos in the the cabin with you, Mm. but it's got to fit into a specific size bag. So each airline has diff- varying rules. You know, once upon a time it was pretty standard and you knew exactly what it is, but now 
um, it, it's not so. Check uh, the fine print again. <laughs> check the fine print. And look, in a lot of cases to the States, you have uh, two baggage, two bags included free. That two bags in economy class of 23 kilos. As soon as you go over that 23 kilos, even if you've only got one bag, um, then you may be charged excess. Travel, such an interesting topic, and we do it at this time every week on 2NURFM. And Barry Warwick with us and some great information, tips for making your travel easier. We will take a look at hot deals in just a moment, but there's still more tips to go, Barry. Yes, there's, there's just a few that I think are really important, and one is to be beware of public Wi-Fi access. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, a lot of us when we're traveling, we think, oh, we'll go into McDonald's and do a uh, free Wi Fi. Or, um, but in for, in, where there's free Wi Fi, people can also interrupt that. So never, ever access your bank accounts via free public Wi Fi. And that would go for being in hotels as well. You really need to have a secure way of um, accessing your bank account. So mm, that's a very important point. That's that can be extremely important. The other one is that you should always alert your credit card company to the fact that you're traveling because quite these days with fraud being so prevalent, uh, if you have a transaction in another country and they're not expecting you to be there, that transaction may not go through and again it can be a, lead to a very embarrassing situation at a hotel desk. And, of course, that's a safeguard for you if if somebody has got your credit card details and uses it in a country you haven't told them about. I suppose they can be onto that as well. They they certainly can. Look, I, I had uh, a fraudulent entry on my credit card the other day and uh, it was from someone that had booked accommodation in Japan uh, from Serbia. You know, mm, that yes. changed the email. So it's really quite easy to be done. And I can tell you that changing credit cards is a big hassle. Yes. Um, <laughs> the other thing is to have separate sources of money. So don't all carry all your sources of money in the same place. Because if it gets stolen, uh, it can cause a lot of issues. Mm, always have a backup somewhere and presumably somewhere else on your person. Yes. Well, not necessarily even on the person. If you even if you leave it in the hot in the safe in the hotel room, just so that you know somewhere or other you've got another form of payment available. Mm. Mm. Always good. Yeah. Now some hot deals. I'll I'll make this brief, Jane. But uh, look, a lot of the twenty twenty river cruising, Canada and Alaska. Uh, they're out now and there's lots of deals if you make um, bookings early. So uh, some of those you're not tied into, other companies tie you in immediately, but it's time to look now if you're thinking about going to 2020 to get the best deals. Okay, so cruising is up there again as always. Yep, that's right. Well, that's great. Thank you very much, Barry Warwick. And uh, we look forward to talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.